Good morning and welcome to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson, your host, your personal financial advisor. Joining me in the studio, your co-host and personal financial advisor extraordinaire. This is Alyssa Young. Good morning. And a gorgeous morning out there. Yes, it was. Oh, is. still is. Still <laughs> is. Uh, sunrise was beautiful. Although I have to admit, there was a touch of pink. Red sky at night, sailor delight, red sky in the morning. Tomorrow? I'm not sure. I haven't heard an update. What's the... Uh... I should check and see what it says now, but I saw um, like a snowflake uh, graphic on... <laughs> yeah, 50% chance of snow is what my not extremely reliable weather app oh my is telling me for tomorrow. Well, if, why, why are we using a not... Ex- Extremely well, real. None of them is really real. AccuWeather's totally good, Joe. 100%. They're great. Uh, it says a chance of snow in the morning, but not much of or any uh, accumulation. So. so 50-50. 50-50. Kind of like the Super Bowl. That's right. Exactly like the Super Bowl. Flip a coin. I guess um, I haven't seen the uh, – do you follow football? I, I Not really. I'm. We're Eagles fans, but – I don't even follow them very closely, especially now when they're not so hot. <laughs> I'm a Na- I'm a Nazareth football fan. That's the oh, only football yeah. I really go- okay. follow. Yeah. And are uh, I didn't hear? Are they in the Super Bowl? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. <clears throat> did Did you forget the part about we always tell the truth? Oh, oops. No, Nazareth is not. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. That Uh, would be really exciting. That would be exciting. It's uh, and shocking to a lot of the world (laughs) because (laughs) it's kind of like the rest of us watching curling on TV. You got really excited when curling was on TV. Oh, yeah. I was really excited. Kind of like really excited. Hey, look, porridge. Great example. Hey, hey look. I was cream. excited about curling as I am about porridge. Or cream of wheat, which Ew. cream of wheat actually made me want oatmeal. <laughs> kinda, as a kid growing up, you have some choices. You want some oatmeal? Not really. Cream of wheat? I'll take the oatmeal. <laughs> I'll take the over-under. Okay. Well, a great weekend. And uh, gosh, you, you're... Your family's celebrating Super Bowl. Oh, it's not. It's your birthday. Yeah. You're celebrating your birthday. Yeah. That's more important. What, what than are you like Super into like your third week of birthday celebrations? Um, it's week two of four. Week two of four. <laughs> I give my wife had, a hard time for having a week of celebration. It seems like it's a month long thing, which I guess is okay with me. But I had a great dinner last night with one of my longest friends. Um, longest, like seven feet tall? No, well, see, I didn't say oldest because she's not. No, the, I would my have said, oh, friend. she's like ninety. Right, she's right. my friend for the longest time. Which is not the same as your longest friend. Well, if you lay her right out, she's like seven feet. That's like <laughs> amazing. By the way, just as <clears throat> it's just an observation. You said it's four weeks. You said it seems like a month. Four weeks kind of is a month. Thanks. It just kind of is a month. Jeez. Hey, well, it's a big week. You know, it's a big <laughs> birthday. You turn. You don't turn thirty every day. <laughs> no. Or, no, we're forty or every year. Six one zero seven two zero. Look at me moving right along. Welcome to More Than Money. Uh, if you are a loyal listener, you know that our initial catching up. It's ironic. We got to catch up. 
we work seven feet apart, but mm-hmm. what were you saying earlier? Busy few weeks. Yeah, the last two weeks have been very um, fast-paced. A lot We've done a lot. We've had a lot of people in to meet with us and a, a lot of stuff happening. And, yeah, it's it's been a blur. It's been a blur in yeah. a wonderful way. Oh, yeah, yeah. In a wonderful way. So uh, if you're a loyal listener, you understand we're catching up. Catching up with you as well. We only get to talk to you once a week, which is not nearly enough. <laughs> I'm thinking um, if uh, Craig Stevens is listening, we should probably have a daily show. Oh. Just a thought. Just a thought. I think the ratings would go through the roof. I think the, uh, Craig, I think there's an opportunity here. And then we could go syndicate and uh, coast to coast, Monday we, through Friday. We wouldn't be able to help all of our wonderful clients if we were on the radio every day. Um, well, it would be, it, it would require some organizational skills. There's no question about that. Goodness. But still, yeah, it'd be fun. Um, if you are a loyal listener, you know that we take your questions, your concerns, your questions, our answers. It's kind of the show. That's kind of how the whole show is formatted. And you have three different ways you can do that. You can go old school, which is beautiful. 610-720-7900. 610-720-7900. You talk to Mr. Sunshine himself, Mr. John Elliott, who's always chipper, always there with you with a big smile and a big grin, always there to greet you. <clears throat> what was I saying earlier about we're not supposed to fib? Yeah. Yeah, my apologies. John gets you squared away. And then Alyssa and I will answer your questions. If you wish to send us emails, that works really well. Indeed, Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com. Or Gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com. Both work very, very well. And for everyone who has access to the Internet, whether it's on your phone, your laptop, your device, your workstation, uh, it's a very, very easy thing to do. You go to morethanmoneyonline.com, morethanmoneyonline.com. Hit the ask, I'm sorry, hit the listen live button. That's a good place to start. Uh, It appears magically, magically Saturday mornings, and um, you get to listen live from wherever you are. We have folks who listen literally on the West Coast all the way to the East Coast and from northern border to southern border and uh they had a lot to our show we have we have some wonderful friends out there that are always supportive and uh if you have a question you hit the ask gene button and that works out very well indeed so 610-720-7900 is a very good place to start which is where we'll start with francis francis good morning good morning uh last week you had uh, a discussion on 529 plans and I didn't catch it all. Um, I have a 529 plan for my grandchildren, but it's not a state plan. It's with a brokerage firm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were saying that you could deduct um, uh, against your taxes, mm-hmm. even though, uh, did I understand that right, even though it was not a, a an, an, an official Pennsylvania plan. That is correct. Can can I go back? I because uh, can I refile for uh, a couple of years ago? They changed it. You could uh, sign up for like what, was it five 
no, three. It was it was more than one year at a time. They changed it. Yeah, that was quite a number of years ago. But can you file an amended return? Yes. The answer is sure. Uh, do you de- generally do your own taxes or have no, them done? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you have them done professionally? Yes. Good. Yeah, just share with your tax uh, preparer. I'm a little surprised that they had not been asking you right along the way. It's a you know, pretty... maybe they did because I on, I thought that it, if it wasn't a, an official Pennsylvania plan that you couldn't deduct it. Uh, Years ago it was like that, wasn't it? No. Nope. Uh, the no. rules are pretty straightforward, and they've been in place for quite a long time. Pennsylvania allows you to deduct up to, is it 12 or 15? 15. $15,000 per year per student on your Pennsylvania return, and it's independent of whether it's a Pennsylvania-sponsored 529 plan or any accredited, any officially mm-hmm. uh, designated 529 plan. So if you have a... Uh, 529 with a brokerage that works very very well so share that information with your tax preparer you may end up being able to uh, file an amended return on the federal side you've got up to three years I think the state is probably going to follow about the same uh, process so yeah you would have at least the opportunity to go back three years and and uh, get some refunds oh but I did that five-year thing. Mm, well, check again. And, check with and your it, and it matures at twenty-three. So, yeah. check uh, check with your professional tax preparer okay. to see what can be done, if anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome. God bless. Five twenty-nine plans are cool. Yeah, they are. Uh, they can do a lot of really good stuff. Uh, save a lot of taxes. Uh, we're talking about the tax deduction only available on your state return in Pennsylvania, not right. a federal deduction. But that's not the only tax advantage on the on the 529 plan. No, because all of the money that you put into it and the money that grows in there comes out tax-free if it's used for qualified educational expenses. Qualified educational expenses, that seems a little vague. Well, it's very all-encompassing uh-huh. when it comes to school. It can be private school tuition. It could be post-secondary, you know, college tuition, room and board, books, fees. There's lots of lots of things. It really is. Yeah. It's real. The word comprehensive is a very good word. It's it's really broad and comprehensive. What you can spend the money on and still get the uh, the gains come out tax free. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. It is not any longer a college plan. A 529 can be preschool. Yeah. And people go, but if I just, uh, preschool could be like four years. That's not very long to build up any money. Well, you still get the deduction on your Pennsylvania return. So if if you put 10,000 in, you're going to save three or 400 bucks. Not a dreadful thing. And number two, a lot of folks, a lot of folks, when they get married now, are setting up 529 plans for their as yet unborn children. And a lot of folks are not like, you may be hearing that going, all right, hang on a second. How do you set up an education plan for, for a child that's not here yet? It's very easy. Uh, we'll pick on Alyssa for a second if Alyssa um, did not 
have her children yet, she would set the plan up with herself as the beneficiary. Ah. Very easy to do. And then once a child arrives, the beneficiary can be changed to the child with the child's social security number. And a lot of folks are unaware that you can change 529 plan beneficiaries kind of like you change your eat at the Nazareth Diner t-shirt. Yeah. I've even thought about, you know, my my son is has the possibility of getting scholarships to mm. play football in college. That's a something that's starting now, all these conversations. And so if I don't use his 529 plan for him, I can use that money for Juliana, even though she has her own. Absolutely right. correct. Oh, by the way, uh, there's also a little wrinkle in the 529 plan rules that say that if a student gets a scholarship, you can withdraw monies equal to the scholarship amount and not pay penalties. Ah, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. That is very cool. And now that Andrew knows that, he's going to go, my sister's not going to get my money. (laughs) Uh, Kids are very often surprised to find that their college money is not their money. It's mom and dad's money. And in a 529 plan, what's really cool is that there's never an age, there's never a moment when the child shows up and goes, okay, give me my money because it ain't your money. In the old days, we used to set up custodial accounts, and when the child turned 21, you had to give them the money. You had no, legally, you had no mm-hmm. choice. 529, the kids are 30 years old. They haven't really kind of come around. <laughs> found their way. Found their way, <laughs> exactly. And they're going, hey, can I have my money? It ain't your money. The money never leaves the 529 until the parent or grandparent or aunt or uncle, whoever sets up the plan, until they say the money leaves. It don't leave. Mm. It's a lovely thing. That's beautiful. It is a beautiful thing. 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talk to Andy. Andy, good morning. Hi, good morning. How are you? Very well, sir. How may we serve you? Well, uh, my wife is from a different country, so uh, we travel there. And I uh, set up a bank account down there. And what I do is I transfer money, you know, after I've been paid, paid my taxes, my money in the bank, I transfer small amounts down to that bank account. Uh, this last year when I did my taxes, I, my accountant had a piece of paper and it said something along the lines of, do you have any interest in any international accounts? Is it a requirement by me to let the IRS know that I have a bank account in another country? Yep. Hmm. Even though it's my money that I paid taxes on and, free and clear. Uh, It isn't necessarily free and clear. And that's the reason the IRS is interested. If you have a foreign account uh, and and this is this is independent of uh, there's no suspicion here of illegalities or money laundering. This is just the normal operating procedure for paying your income tax. If you have an account at Nazareth I guess Nazareth National doesn't no, exist anymore. That would be My truest, apart- now. truest. If you have an account at uh, Embassy Bank and you earn interest, you are required by law to report that interest. It's no different if the account is the um, I don't, what would be the Costa Rican equivalent of Embassy Bank, Embassario, <laughs> Embassario. <laughs> that sounds more Italian, Embassario <laughs> Bank. If you earn interest, you're required to report that as as taxable income as well. So that's their real uh, uh, what uh, focus 
of that requirement is just that folks understand that it doesn't matter where your institution is. If you're turning a profit, those lovely folks at the IRS, they want to tax it. They always want their piece. Uh, right. mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. God bless you, Andy. God bless you. Take care. That's lovely. What, you know, I, that's a cool thing. When you have multi-cultures, multi-countries, I know um, your family, <clears throat> I can't remember their background. <laughs> <laughs> it's not obvious. I, it's, it's, is it Norwegian? Uh, <laughs> the blue-eyed shirt? No. Yeah, it looked just like a Norwegian. A little bit of an Italian influence there. Uh, Sicilian, to be specific. And, well, no, it's not in the Pacific. Sicilian is in the Mediterranean. <laughs> Gosh, it's like you don't even know where the... Anyway, well, you've been and you've mm-hmm. traveled and your yeah. family, obviously. That Having that, that uh, diversity of culture, it's wonderful. Oh, yeah. Just I wonderful. Love it, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure our background is, uh, oh, yeah, mutt. <laughs> That's <laughs> what we would refer to. As much. 610-720-7900. Gene at AskMTM.com. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. MoreThanMoneyOnline.com. Let's do this one real quick, and then we're going to talk about Invest in You. Let's also remind people that we have a guest at 9 o'clock. Okay, since we haven't announced it, we can't remind them. Well, we told them last week. Ah, then let's remind them, please. Go ahead. <laughs> um, at 9 o'clock, we will welcome to the studio Tiffany Shuda, mm-hmm. our reverse mortgage specialist partner. So she will be here for that 9 to 9.30 segment to answer questions about reverse mortgages, talk about why or when they make sense, um, what the eligibility requirements are. Um, she'll share lots of helpful things. So if it's something that you've been curious about or you're thinking about, we're confused about um, Tiffany can shed a lot of light on on exactly what that tool is like and um, whether it's something you should consider or not. So um, if you're interested in that, definitely stick around for nine to nine thirty, and she'll be very helpful. She's gonna shed light. I think so. So Tiffany should have shed light. Yeah. Wow, you got to should have shed. Should sheds. Yeah. She should have sheds. Don't don't say that five times fast. You might say something inappropriate <laughs> on the radio. Well, or it sounds Ukrainian. She's. Tiffany Shudashed. <laughs> no, it's probably not Ukrainian. It's I don't even know what that is. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Gene at askmtm.com. More than money online.com. Let's go back to the phones and we talk to Scott. Scott, good morning. Good morning. Um, yeah, I I, uh, I turned sixty two this coming May. Okay. And I'm I'm thinking about. I've been driving trucks for over 30 years, and I'm just tired and want to get out. Hmm. And, and I was thinking about taking the early retirement thing, but but I hear that there's a way that you can do it that you can still still work and and collect your Social Security. Uh, yeah, uh, Scott. The 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 problem with taking. Social Security prior to normal retirement age, which for you is around 67, is that if you earn, quote unquote, too much, uh, you're going to end up giving back some of your Social Security benefits. I don't. uh, Okay, Alyssa wants to jump in. It's about 1350 a month is your limit earning. What is that per year? 
um, fifteen, sixteen thousand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if if you have a part time job, Scott, and you're making ten, twelve, fifteen thousand bucks, it's no problem whatsoever. If you have a a better paying part time job, and you make, uh, I'm going to pick a number, four thousand dollars over the limit. You're going to lose a dollar of your benefits for every two dollars you've earned. You're going to lose two grand in benefits. You don't lose it really. It gets pushed off, and you get it in in later years when your income drops or after you turn sixty-seven. Because once you turn your normal retirement age, you can earn as much as you want and still get your full Social Security. But if you're going to go out and take benefits at sixty-two, you've got to pay a little bit of attention to how much money you actually make. So if I only make, uh, I, I think I heard the, the, the lady say uh, thirteen hundred, twelve hundred a, a month, I, I would be okay. It sounds to me like you'd be just fine. Okay, I I, I just thought I heard a thing that you can take of not all of your own your Social Security and, and still 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 work. Uh, is, is that correct? Uh, it 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 isn't correct. Uh, you you can do whatever you wish. Uh, you can still work and still be paid, but if you filed for Social Security and you've earned what they consider to be above the appropriate amount, you're going to end up giving back some of your benefits. And and, and then you said you just give it goes into goes back in and you, and you still end up getting it later. Absolutely, yeah, but yeah. Paint the scenario that says you retire at 62, you make so much money that you lose all your benefits. The IRS, my apologies, Social Security looks at that as if you didn't take your Social Security at all. It gets pushed off, okay. and, and it's going to increase your benefit at, at whatever point you uh, begin taking benefits in the future. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, I just don't see myself waiting to 67. I, I want to get out there and enjoy life a little bit there, so I, I, I um I, I don't know if I'll go at 62, 63, but I'm, I'm definitely not waiting until 67. I, I, I don't know. I, I want to enjoy life a little bit, you know? There, it's, it's, that makes sense. Um, but it's also important to realize, too, that retiring early and starting your Social Security benefit are two separate decisions. So even if you do, if you decide to stop your full-time job and you do have part-time income, you don't need to start your Social Security. It's just, not a requirement. Yeah, just because you switch to part-time. So if you don't, if you can delay starting that benefit, even though you're working a little bit less, that might simplify things for yeah. you. So that's something to consider too. And and one yeah, of, yeah one other thing, Scott, to tuck in the back of your mind, the Social Security benefits are adjusted not annually. But every month. Mm-hmm. So if you're 62 and you're saying, I'm not quite ready, but it might be six months, seven months, every month that you delay taking your benefit, your benefit goes up. And and if yeah. if even if it's just a year, it's going to go up six or seven percent. So that's a really nice kind of what incentive to you go when you, you, you take your Social Security when you need it. And, and if you need it, absolutely take it. But if you can delay it even a little bit, you're going to benefit in the long run. Yeah, I actually was thinking about waiting until 63 because I, I, I did see that uh, it, it, it goes up. There you go. You know, from 62 to 63. So. Well, we're going to miss you because truck drivers are in short supply, my friend. And, mm-hmm. gosh, the world's going to miss you. But you're absolutely right. you got to enjoy your life. you got to get out there and have some fun. Uh, I hope we helped a little bit. 
it's uh, it's getting crazy out here. And like mm. I said, I've been doing it for over thirty years, and uh, I, I'm just I'm, I'm done. Yeah. You know, it's just I got done. you. Well, enjoy your <laughs> okay, life. Thank you very much. Ah, uh, thank you. God bless you. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him, and he's thinking about it in advance. Putting his ducks in line, that's what a lot of folks should do and need to do. A lot of folks do. Mm-hmm. Um, we do end up with a couple of folks who will contact us on occasion going, um, what I've done is... Um, yeah, it, it, it's better to talk about it before you pull the trigger. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's when, when we hear what I'm thinking about doing, that's a great thing. That's right. That's a smile on your face because now we can enter the discussion. But... Uh, <clears throat> goodness we're coming up shortly on our uh, on our first break uh when we return for those of you that were wondering how did Alyssa's invest in you program go that was this past thursday evening valentine's wine and chocolate how did that go i think you're going to find out after the break 610-720-7900 Alyssa at askmtm.com Gene at askmtm.com We'll take your calls, your emails, your questions after this on More Than Money. Welcome back to More Than Money. Gene Dickinson, Alyssa Young, your hosts and personal financial advisors for the next uh, 87 and a half minutes. And happy to be with you. We have two calls on hold. We promised that we were going to talk about investing in you. We're going to put that on hold momentarily because, as we always do, our callers are our highest priority. So we go right to the phones. 610-720-7900. We talk to Gary. Gary, good morning. Good morning, Alyssa. Good morning. Uh, Gene, I wanted to give you and all your generous listeners an update. I'm on the local, I'm on the board of the local chapter of the Folds of Honor. Our mission is to provide scholarships to the children, widows, and spouses of our fallen and severely disabled veterans. And two things, as you, as you and Gunther talked about back in September, these scholarships benefit people in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. And Two changes, a major change has just happened. I'm pleased to announce that scholarships can now be used for master's and doctorate graduate programs. So, students that have received these scholarships and have finished their undergrad work can now apply, or other people can apply for scholarships for graduate work. Uh, so, we now cover pre K through uh, graduate school. Oh, nice. And second, and so that's, that's the new announcement, which is really important because grad school is so important and expensive. But number two is the scholarship window is now open. It closes very promptly at the end of March. So if any listeners have family members or friends or people they know who would benefit from continuing their education to honor the legacy, uh, that's what we're here for. 
And Gary, the the qualifications is that the 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 scholarships are available. In what what does the connection have to be from from a military standpoint? Well, in the worst case, it's a widow or the children of a of a soldier who was killed in combat, or it could be a, a soldier who was severely disabled and is not able to provide adequately. So, Bolts of Honor steps in and provides scholarships for the children, and in that case, the spouse to continue their education. And if somebody out there wants to apply, how do they go about doing that? Uh, go to foldsofhonor.org. You can slash to the Eastern PA New Jersey chapter. It's very easy to find us on uh, just foldsofhonor.org. The chapters are listed across the country. We we serve from uh, basically Harrisburg to the Atlantic Ocean. Gary, we appreciate the call very much. We hope that we somebody— We appreciate all your support, too, uh, God bless. fundraiser for you and your uh, listeners are— uh, we're uh, beyond words. Yeah, our audience is incredibly generous, and uh, despite what it may on occasion feel that there's a whole group of quote unquote Americans who don't support our military, that's not the case. The vast majority of Americans stand with us and stand with our military and the families of our military. So we're very proud to help. Thank you so much for keeping us in the loop. You too. 610-720-7900. We go back to the phones. We talk to Clayton. Clayton, good morning. Beds as you go along till they all touch or just make the commitment. Right back to the phones. We're talking to Clayton. Clayton, good morning. Hey, how you doing today? We're doing great. How may we serve you? Um, so I, I just had a daughter. She's almost eight months now. Um, Congrats. Um, so, thank you. Um, so, I want to make sure she had gotten, you know, gifts and things of, you know, money. So, I want I want to put it away somewhere that I know it's I know it's going to be safe. Um, you know, I me and my fiance had discussed, and we don't want her to be able to touch it until a certain time. Um, I, they had mentioned something about a 529 I heard um, or a Roth IRA I'm not sure I'm not sure what to do uh, Clayton well first of all as Alyssa says I, I echo congratulations um, new, new baby's got to just change your life in such a positive way I'm the father of three daughters and I got to tell you that it, people will tell you this is the best time. Enjoy it. Now, every every single day is the best time. So from the moment they were born until now at 24, 26, and 33, it's still the best time. So enjoy all the entire trip. Now, a uh, couple things. Uh, you may want to sit with a financial advisor and explore your options because you do have a couple of options. A Roth IRA is not on that list. A Roth IRA may be appropriate many years down the road when this little one has earned income, but at this moment she doesn't qualify. But she certainly would qualify for a 529. And depending on what you uh, you and, and, and the baby's mom want as the goal, uh, maybe a custodial account. So understanding kind of the pros and cons, 529 is very useful for college and for you retaining control. A custodial plan is very useful for tax control. But at age 21, this young girl, independent of how things have turned out, 
uh, that's her money, and she can take it and do basically what she wishes. So there's nothing perfect. There's no perfect answer. You could certainly uh, explore both of those, or you could explore, of course, just keeping the money in your own name. Uh, but sitting with a financial advisor going through those details is probably the best thing to do. And, and of course, in our More Than Money World Headquarters, we are huge fans of babies. So <laughs> we would be happy to sit with you and go through those with you. There'd be absolutely no charge and particularly no charge if you bring the baby with you. <laughs> that, that you would just be the hit of the entire office. So uh, we would we well, would encourage you to do that. So so five twenty nine is more of a general plan instead of just a specific college plan. That correct? is correct. That is correct. Okay. Okay. All right. Yep, I appreciate it. Thank All you. All right. Very now much. before you hang up, Clayton, what's this little girl's yep. first name? Amory. Oh my goodness, that's beautiful. <laughs> Good for you. you. Well, we wish you the very best. We wish your baby and the baby's mom the very best. We'll keep you all in our prayers. Thank you, guys. Have a good rest of your weekend. Oh, thank you. you. God bless. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, that's great. Ah, eight months. I know. They're real fun at that age, interactive and smiley. And so that's that's fun. Uh, Definitely bring the baby to you. And Juliana's how old? Um, Twelve. And they're really fun at that age. They're really interactive, and they're, <laughs> that's what, that's my point. My point is, yeah, oh, the, my it, gosh. It's always just different, a different oh, kind of— Oh, but it's still yeah. every—I've had people, they said it to me when my little one was tiny, my, my oldest was tiny, uh, enjoy it now, enjoy it now. <laughs> and I'm going, really? Like it gets crappy later or what? It's, it, it changes. It's challenging. It's always challenging. Yeah. Gosh, when you bring the baby home and you don't sleep for weeks on end, did your baby sleep all the way through all the time? No. Okay. <laughs> See what I mean? Well, you, but you don't sleep much. No, not enough. I do not sleep enough. 610-720-7900. Gene at AskMTM.com. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. MoreThanMoneyOnline.com. Uh, we're going to talk... Um, about a couple different things, but we want to lead with Invest in You. Sure. So on Thursday night, we had our second Invest in You event um, at our office. It was called Chocolate Wine and Valentine's. You heard us promoting it for several weeks. Um, So we had about 45 women come into the office, and we spread out among six different conference rooms in the building, and we made 174 valentines for residents of Graysdale. So we had women coloring and using stickers and writing messages and cute little valentine cards. Um, And they they were enjoying that. I heard many people say, I haven't colored in such a long time. That was really fun. And they made beautiful pictures. And then uh, they came in at 6. At 6.30, from 6.30 to 7, we turned on a Zoom uh, video on each of the conference room screens, and we all got to follow along for a chocolate and wine pairing event. Now, that event was actually put together by the Nazareth and Bath Area Chambers of Commerce. So they did an awesome job of um, organizing all of that and providing these kits of samples of desserts and wines. And what happened is they, 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 
got the desserts figured out, and then they brought the desserts to Black River Farms Winery in Lower Saucon Township. And the winery chose which wine to go with each of the desserts. So um, there were five pairings, and they included chocolate barbecue chicken and jalapeno cornbread from Birthright Brewing Company, uh, strudel from Maddie's Strudel House in Bath, a coconut apricot macaroon dipped in white chocolate, which was made by Sweetly Smitten Cookies but provided by My Place Pizza, a donut hole and a donut hole dipped in chocolate from Nazo Nut, and a chocolate whoopie pie with cannoli filling made by Sweet and Savories in Nazareth. So each of those delicious treats was paired with different kind of wine. They had, um, and they all have names, and we got to hear why they were named the way they were. Um, it was amazing. The sponsors of that event were um, State Farm, Tony Tabaldi, uh, Thrivent, and um, and then the companies that provided the treats. So anyway, everybody really enjoyed the tasting. They really enjoyed making the Valentines. Um, lots of fun. And everybody got to meet somebody new because they were kind of in these conference rooms with people that they'd never met before and just chatted and i went in a couple times to just check on people and it was like they're like go away uh we're <laughs> we're having a conversation here uh you know i felt like i was interrupting something everybody was just busy and smiling and and laughing and um there was one uh room actually that they just were hanging out coloring for a long time after the <laughs> tasting was over we were cleaning up elsewhere and they were comfortable just you know didn't want to leave so um anyway i i dropped off the valentines at Graysdale on friday afternoon and uh, we know that they will brighten the days of almost 200 residents there. So um, it was a success, and we had a nice time and delicious treats. And now, like, everyone is planning a trip to this winery now because they enjoyed Fantastic. all of the uh, treats Congratulations. So Thank you. Yeah, you it was and, great. Uh, and Megan are uh, already planning your next event. Which yes, is, we are. Uh, you take about uh, 15 minutes to enjoy the success of this event and then right back <laughs> at it. So uh, keep... Uh, and invest in you in um, in your mind, and uh, you'll get invites as the next one comes around, probably in the May time frame, yeah. roughly. We're actually thinking um, to do something Mother's Day themed in May for the next quarterly event. And I have a couple ideas, but I'm thinking with this one it would be nice to be able to bring your daughter or bring your mom, um, and we'll maybe do something outside. So I have a few ideas, but of course, if anybody has any suggestions or requests, I'm open to hearing those too. You could send me an email or call me at the office, and um, I'd love to hear from you. This is truly an interactive event. Absolutely. Fantastic. 610-720-7900. Gene at AskMTM.com. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Let's go to the phones, and we talk to Ed. Ed, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Very well, sir. How may we serve you? I don't know if you can, but here we go. I'm in the process of transferring stock to my siblings, nephews, and um, sons and daughters. Okay. Um, now, Fidelity says I need a uh, signature guarantee, medallion. Yeah. But it's not true. Only if the stock is held in physical form do I need a uh, medallion guarantee. If it's held in a broker... Don't need one. Now, um, don't know what to do about this because uh, 
going through Fidelity is a real maze. Um, so I have an option. Of course, I always have. You always have options. Is I could just take everything I have and send it to uh, whatever Schwab. Let's say Schwab. Mm-hmm. Now Schwab will get Schwab will go in there and get my stock. They'll just tell them, you know, give it to us, and of course they'll pass it along. Now what I want to tell Schwab is I want this many shares to go to this account, uh, and it should not require any uh, signature medallion guarantee. But my question is. Um, how do I tell Fidelity that they're full of horse crap, poopy? I don't. I don't know why you would need to. I. I, I don't know what. What. What purpose that would serve? If you've already determined that you can't do this through Fidelity, then simply exiting Fidelity graciously and heading off to of wherever, wherever is is good enough. I don't know that you need to tell. Uh, Fidelity, anything. Every brokerage house has their own policies and procedures. Um, uh, if Fidelity's is that you need the medallion signature, that that's their policy, and it can be frustrating when there are other options that would not require you to do that. Um, but either it's the function of you go out of your way to get the medallion, or it's a function of you go out of your way to set up another account with another firm and transfer the accounts. There's extra work involved. It is frustrating. Uh, we deal with it on a literally daily basis. And lots of issues are around what the regulators are insisting that these brokerages do. And their hands are largely tied as well. So uh, if transferring the account is the simplest way to go, yeah, knock yourself out. That would probably be um, a, a good a good path, but but your influence or your impact on letting Fidelity know is, uh, about your frustration will have about the same effect as a cork on the ocean. They they're just yeah, too big. They just don't. They they're, they're just not motivated to respond to folks like you and me. Yeah, very aggravating. Yes, ah, a hundred percent. Ed, thank you for the call. Thank you. God bless. Bye. Yeah, there are certain circumstances where uh, your head hurts because it is so frustrating that the answer seems quite obvious. Common sense dictates very simple, and it isn't. Mm-hmm. And you get, keep getting a bureaucratic answer to what you were hopeful was a very simple mechanical question. Can I get my client to sign this piece of paper? And yeah, but then they have to go, um, uh, don't pass, go, do not collect $200, do not go to jail, but do go to community chest, turn around three times, face the moon, howl at the sun. You go, are you kidding me? And they're not. I mean, they are in a sense, but they're not. Yeah. Frustrating. Yeah. Frustrating. So as a client, yes, Ed, you're frustrated. Uh, as financial advisors with hundreds of clients, yeah, multiply that frustration, and and it, and and most of the time these are well-meaning people. They're well-meaning. They're just looking at a book or a rule, and they're saying this is what it says. Mm-hmm. And there's they have no motivation to to, I'll use your to color outside the lines. <laughs> they have no motivation because all that can happen to them is they get in trouble. Yeah, they, they, they might very well make a client happy, but a client when they have hundreds of thousands of clients versus at the end of the day getting called into the boss's office and going, what is the policy? And did you follow that? No, I, I, I was trying to help the client. Cut it out. 
Yeah, they don't get to change the rules. Nope. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. More than money online.com. There's uh, something going on this weekend. I can't. Oh, big concert. <laughs> big concert this weekend. Yes, there's a concert on Sunday night. In case you haven't heard, it's gonna it's gonna be on TV. <laughs> um, what, what 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 was the text that? You... It, it was like it was a meme that said, um, "FYI, I heard there's going to be football at the Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop, and Mary J concert." <laughs> That's a it's a it's a twist, you know. Usually a music concert, you, you don't have that, and then now right. they're, they're adding. It's always creative. Those folks always creative. I love concerts. I've I've never been to one that also had football. No, no. <laughs> Sunday night, something for everybody. So football. Um, gosh, uh, I'm 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 not a Rams fan. I'm just not a Rams. Fan. Okay. So and uh, Cincinnati, I'm like. Are you kidding me? Their their quarterback is cool, and they got a kicker who's a rookie that's just got ice water in his veins, and he's mm. won like four playoff games in a row with a kick at the end seconds. The time running out, boom! You go. So, so you're rooting for the Bengals. I'm rooting for the Bengals. All right, cool. Plus, I like cats, mm. and Bengals are they're cats, right? Mm, they're like, feline. Feline, got mm-hmm. it. Um, okay, would you explain to folks who might be investment clients of MTM, more than money, mm-hmm. what's going on with T. Rowe Price? Sure. Yeah. Um, so T. Rowe Price, through Charles Schwab, who is the custodian of most of our investment accounts, um, gave us or gave all, I guess, Schwab uh, advisors who work with Schwab the opportunity to um, use institutional shares of their investments. Um, institutional shares have lower expenses, like with internal expenses. So um, that means that more of the return comes back to you, the the investor. Uh, you don't have to spend more for administrative type of you know fees in the in the background, if you will. So um, we were able to swap. Um, our T. Rowe Price holdings that were in different types of shares into these institutional shares at no cost with no tax implications. Um, and it was a, actually a very easy process. They made it very easy for us um, so that you got the exact same investment, the same holdings, but in a different wrapper, if you will. And it's a benefit, nothing but positives you know, for, for our clients. So we made those switches on... Uh, Wednesday, and then it you know takes a couple days for the transaction to settle. And so, you, if you saw a trade confirmation that said we sold a T. Pri- T. Rowe Price fund, and we, you got another T. Rowe Price fund, it was us switching into the institutional shares um, because it'll be a, a better place for your money to be. And we are um, really happy. All those savings go directly into the pockets of our investors. Um, T. Rowe is an incredibly strong partner of ours. Uh, they provide us with some outstanding investment management. Uh, Charles Schwab is a strong partner of ours. Uh, they're custodial, uh, back office, accounting, etc. And to team up with them and have the end result be that our clients end up benefiting wonderfully, uh, the shift into a platform at, at Schwab where there are no transaction fees and lower expenses without 
cost to make that exchange and without a tax impact mm-hmm. is um, it's not typical. <laughs> we don't see this often, uh, but it's one of those kind of evolutions that we're really excited about um, lowering, um, continuing to lower the cost of uh, the effective cost for anyone who wants to have a financial advisor and anyone that wants to have uh, solid investments as well. Yeah, it was a great opportunity. um, Indeed. 610-720-7900. We just have a couple of minutes before the top of the hour, and so we'll take your calls after. When the next segment, uh, Tiffany Shoulda will be joining us and talking about reverse mortgages, Mm -hmm. a fascinating topic. And um, if it fits for you, it may be a game changer. If it doesn't fit for you, it's still good to know all the details. So it it may not be for you. It may be for your best friend. It may be for somebody you care about at church. It may be for your mom and dad. It may be for your son and daughter or grandson and granddaughter. It depends. It depends. And so we want to make sure that you understand reverse mortgages, the gives and takes, the pros and cons, so that we can... uh, as always, give you the very best, very best guidance that we possibly can. Um, okay, two minutes. Two minutes. Go ahead. Read that. We have an email that says, Dear Gene, I just wanted to write and tell you how much I value and enjoy your show. My father served as my, quote, illegitimate financial <laughs> advisor until he died of COVID. You remind me of my dad. This is a huge compliment since he was my favorite person. Oh. I may be in touch to schedule an appointment to ensure I'm still on the right track. Thank you for sharing your knowledge, wisdom, and wits. Um, gosh. Isn't that nice? Hard to respond to. Yeah. Just, hey, thanks. Aww. Thanks. <laughs> um, and, of course, you can respond by saying, we would love to help make sure you're still on the oh right track. Oh, my goodness. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yes. that, that's the easy part. Yes. That's the oh, easy part. That's very uh, nice. Bless. <laughs> <sighs> Thank you so much. Uh, 610-720-7900. If you've got questions about reverse mortgages, this next half hour segment is all about you. Tiffany Shoulda joining us, our reverse mortgage partner. And, uh, of course, uh, 54 and a half minutes left in this edition of More Than Money. After the top of the hour news, we'll hear about uh, all the things that you need to know to make it the best weekend that you can. And I'm certain that the announcer will tell you who's going to win the Super Bowl, Hmm. which would be really useful if you're going to be placing a wager or two. (laughs) 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com will take your calls, your emails after this on More Than Money. Welcome back to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson, your host, your personal financial advisor, Alyssa Young, your host and personal financial advisor. And we're welcoming to our studios our, our reverse mortgage partner, and that's Tiffany Shutter. Welcome. 
Thank you. Good morning. Welcome back. Yes, yes. It's been a little while. I'm happy to be back. Thank you. And you are well? I am very well. And your family? Wonderful. Oh, that's... <laughs> Once you get past that... Yeah, that's all that matters. Really? And you know, it, every, I'm at peace. My family's good. My grandson, you know, is then I'm at peace. And all the rest is details. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. So, uh, you and I have known each other quite some time. Yeah. We met through a mutual friend, uh, a gentleman that I think you and I both agree was one of the finest gentlemen that, that yes. I've ever known. Uh, such a good man. Not uh, wonderful at what he did, but a good man as well, like Eugene. And that is why, and I actually tell everyone about, not only are you the best at what you do, but you're truly a good man. And that's exactly how John Chrysler was as well. Um, I am honored to be spoken of in the same sentence with John Chrysler because he was not just a uh, an astute professional, but mm-hmm. the quality of the person exactly. always yep. committed to doing exactly what was right for the client. Yes. Always. And you've carried on that tradition. And I learned uh, from the best. Uh, we're very, very lucky. So for folks who have heard the term reverse mortgage, or maybe they've seen Tom Selleck, just kind of wax poetic on TV for a few moments. Mm -hmm. Give folks the basics. What's a reverse mortgage and what, what might cause them to even be interested in reverse? Well, the, the reverse mortgage and, and these are the very basics of it is a government insured mortgage loan specifically designed for seniors and the reverse mortgage bill, you may have heard it called the HECM, which is the home equity conversion mortgage. Home equity conversion mortgage bill was signed into law in 1989 by President Ronald Reagan as a way to help seniors age in place if that's what they so chose to do. And this bill hoped to accomplish that by turning a portion of the borrower's equity or the homeowner's equity that they've built up in their home over the years into cash without having to make monthly mortgage payments as long as one of the homeowners are still living in the home. So that is the basic explanation Mm. of a reverse mortgage. Of course, the biggest difference between a reverse and a conventional mortgage are there are no payments to make. You can make payments if you like. Uh, To be honest, most people don't. They're trying to free up Mm -hmm. cash at that point in their lives. You certainly can make payments, but people people are, it's just a mortgage loan with an optional payment plan. that That's really what it is. And to the extent that people can kind of keep that in the back of their mind, it's a mortgage. It's a mortgage. Yes, it's a lien on your home, just like a traditional mortgage. It answers so many questions. Credit, right? yeah, yeah, folks say, well, what happens when I die? Mm-hmm. What happens to your mortgage when you die? Well, it has to be paid off. It has to be paid off. So it answers a lot of questions. That huge advantage of I don't have to make mortgage payments. Exactly. Is, is really kind of at the crux of why lots of folks might be interested in mm-hmm. these, these types of, of, of mortgages. I want to go back to a, a, a short phrase that you use that I think is really important, mm-hmm. aging in place. Right. Is that, in your experience, one of the primary reasons folks might look at a reverse mortgage? That is the top reason, <clears throat> excuse me, yes, that people would look at doing a reverse mortgage. They want to stay in their home. They want to age in place. Uh, the reverse mortgage can be used for in-home. In fact, I recently was helping a client. His parents need round-the-clock care. They do not want to go in home, especially now with the COVID and 
you know, everything that was going on in the nursing home. So the reverse mortgage, one of the biggest uses is to pay for in-home health care. Mm. You know, that it, it's a it's an amount of money that you have available. Once the money runs out, then make the decision about, you know, the next step. But it can help you stay in your home as long, much longer than if this was no, not an option. Alyssa, have you had any of your clients say to you, I just can't wait to be in a nursing home? <laughs> never. I've never heard that. No, everyone wants to be in their home. Mm-hmm. Everyone, if it's possible, right. they want yeah. to be aging in place. They want to choose the place. They want to enjoy the balance of their life where they choose to be. Right. As opposed to, I guess I kind of have to. I guess I kind of have to. Mm -hmm. And even if it's not for health purposes, just to enable uh, to uh, another top reason is um, to pay real estate taxes. Mm. You know, you're on a fixed income. Of course, your taxes go up every year. Pay real estate taxes, uh, homeowners insurance, association dues, if applicable. So there are, if you currently have a mortgage, which most of my clients do. In fact, that's an example I brought uh, to share with your listeners it can pay off your traditional mortgage or home equity line of credit. Give us give us that example. example. That's a very interesting <clears throat> idea. This client is a 70-year-old client. Now, the amount of money you have available with a reverse mortgage is determined by a couple factors. First factor is the youngest homeowner's age. Hmm. Next factor are the current interest rates. Hmm. So based on this particular client is 70 years old. They have a home, actually, in the Lehigh Valley area that's worth $300,000. Based on their age and the current interest rate, the amount of money they have available is about 53% of the value of their home. So you need more equity than with a traditional mortgage. A traditional mortgage, the bank may say to you, you have 80% of the value of your home available. With a reverse mortgage, everybody is different because it's largely determined by the youngest homeowner's age. So in this particular case, the borrowers have about 159000 available based on their age and the $300,000 home. So just over 50%. Okay. They, after closing costs, now there are closing costs involved with the FHA reverse mortgage, as there are, <clears throat> excuse me, in in any government loan, there are closing costs involved. Mm-hmm. Any traditional mortgage, there are closing sure. costs involved. With a reverse mortgage, the closing costs are financed through the loan. They're not paid out of your pocket, ultimately paid back at the end when the home is sold by the borrower or by the estate. So the first thing that comes off the amount of money they have available, which is the 159, are the closing costs of about 5%. Once we take the closing costs off, they had they still had about a $43,000 balance remaining on their mortgage. Okay. Now this isn't a huge balance, but it was the payment was almost $500 a month. Mm-hmm. And the the um, uh, homeowner wanted to retire. Mm that would have made it very difficult for them. Mm-hmm. So what they did, we paid off their traditional home equity line of credit, which eliminated the payment for them. So their cash flow just turned around by almost $500 a month. And they still had a line of credit left of approximately 140000 So that 140000 they were hoping they wouldn't ever have to touch it. Mm-hmm. But if they do, that money is there for them if they need it for in-home health care, for real estate taxes for whatever it might be. It's Mm -hmm. there for them if they need it. The Mm -hmm. nice thing about the line of credit, and there are different options with a reverse mortgage. Of course, we would go over the best option for the Mm -hmm. particular client. The money they have in that line of credit, the unused portion, 
So this particular borrower has about 100000 left or 103000 left after we paid off the mortgage. Mm. That 103000 sitting in their line of credit has what's called a built-in growth rate. So it's growing for them over time. The growth is always a half a percent above the current interest rate. And that growth is guaranteed regardless of property value. <clears throat> so they may not need, they were hoping they wouldn't need to use that line of credit, like I said. Mm. So it's just sitting there for them. What's it's the current growing. growth rate? The current growth rate on this particular loan, like I said, it's always a half percent above the current interest rate, is about 3.4%. So, so that unused a, portion a, an is interest growing. rate that they can't even begin to approach if they had that same money in the bank. Oh, my goodness. 0. Right. 0.0 squared. Right. Um, growing at a a very admirable rate. Mm -hmm. So if using simple numbers, if they had a hundred thousand in the line this year, they don't use it next year. They have 103, 106, 110. And, and 10 years from now they have 130. It's not shrinking. No. Um, Inflation has everybody's Mm -hmm. attention right now. You've got to have a growing asset and this becomes an asset. Two things that I will make observations on and then, you may have something for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, it's a $300,000 home in the Lehigh Valley, which means it's a two-bedroom, one-bath. Uh, <laughs> yes, right now. Oh, my yes, goodness. Yes, and right now is the opportune time to look into doing a reverse mortgage because interest rates are still low and property values are at historic highs. Mm-hmm. That's, that's so a lot of is there a limit to, yes. the, to, to the value of the property that, that can be... Uh, with FHA, actually, yes, they just increased their lending limit. It's now nine hundred eighty thousand. It was. Is that it? it? It's a huge increase this oh. year. So yes, we. But we also, I also have another program uh, with no closing costs, and we can go up to two million. So lots of options. Mm-hmm. When you and I first met, some it, of it was more it, it was like two hundred and twenty thousand was the limit. Yeah, wow. Now, yeah. now a million dollars or two million, depending. The other thing that I make an observation for this particular example, nearly $500 a month, $6,000 a year of cash flow. Mm -hmm. They don't have to write those checks. The difference between I can retire at age 70 or I've got to work another three or four years The, how about the impact on quality of life? Right. That's that's mm-hmm. the beauty of it. It's beauty it's awesome. indeed. Yeah. I have lots more questions, but you have a question um, from a caller. I, I do. I think, though, it might help to start with one other thing. The example that you just gave is great. It's uh, we have a mortgage balance, pay it off, and now we have a line of credit to tap into if we need it. Right. But another example, let's say somebody who doesn't have a mortgage balance and they're mm-hmm. looking for an income stream. Right. So so in this case, it was kind of eliminating an expense, which was a mortgage payment. But you can also use it a reverse mortgage to generate cash flow, like actually coming into you as sort of like a paycheck. We certainly can. That's called the tenure payment, which is basically just another term for a lifetime payment option. And there are there are different options available with reverse mortgage. And yes, Alyssa, that is one of the options. This particular borrower, if they did not have a mortgage to pay off, 
They could leave all the money in the line of credit. They'd have $143,000 in a line of credit to use as needed, such as to pay for real estate taxes or whatever it might be. Yeah, home improvements. Exactly. May, is another big Maybe one. changing up the yeah, floor, the floor age plan. Age in place. Age in place, mm-hmm. sure. And, and that is another huge use of reverse mm-hmm. mortgages. Uh, but this particular client, if they chose not to have that line of credit and they opted for the lifetime payment, they may have an $800 a month lifetime payment wow. that's automatically deposited into their account for the rest of their lives. Okay. The, uh, it's good for the last surviving homeowner. Great. Wow. Okay. And the oh, amount of money they're going to have available, like I said, is large. It's determined by property value, interest rates, and the youngest homeowner's age. So right now, with property values at, at this level... In fact, I actually had a loan I was working on. It was probably about nine months ago. Mm-hmm. And there was not enough money available for my client to pay off her mortgage. Mm-hmm. That is what her goal was, an $800 a month mortgage payment. But mm-hmm. you only have a certain amount of money available. In this mm-hmm. case, they had 159000 available. Mm-hmm. If they had a you know $175,000 mortgage, there's not enough money available. So it didn't work for her at that time. She had a feeling, as did I, her house really increased in value in the line uh, these past nine months. Right. So we looked at it again. She applied again, and it worked out. Her Uh. home, uh, her home appraised that much higher that we were able to pay off her mortgage. There was no money left. The benefit this had for Mm. her was just paying off her mortgage, eliminating that eight hundred dollars. But nine months later, it worked for her when it was nasty awesome. for home buyers, really good for homeowners. Yeah. So, double edged sword. Young right. lady, please. So, someone called in and wants to talk about whether this is a way to use a reverse mortgage. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you, you take out a reverse mortgage. Can you buy a home outside of the area with it, sell your home here, and then take out a new loan at the new location? Well, if they, if the ultimate goal of that listener was to buy a second home, you, it, the reverse mortgage has to be on your primary residence. So yes, they can take the money out of their primary residence, use that money to purchase a second home. Okay. And then they would have two homes with no mortgage. Now, payments. if they only wanted one, then if they, when they sell the house here, that would pay off the reverse mortgage. And then if they still need a reverse mortgage at their new primary they home, could they could do it again. Take okay. A reverse mortgage as long as they have enough equity home. and all of that. <clears throat> right. Now, a reverse mortgage can be used as a purchase as well. And this is really picking up. In fact, right now I'm working <laughs> on three purchase loans. You put about half the money down. Which sounds like a huge chunk of money, but when you're moving at this point in your life, it's usually to be closer to family or a warmer climate, so you're selling a home. Hmm. So the 50% down is coming from your departure home. The one deal I'm working on that came to mind is a $600,000 home in the Philly suburb area. They're moving from New Jersey to be closer to their grandchildren. They're putting $300,000 down, which came from the sale of their departure home, financing the remaining 300000 with a reverse instead of traditional, so they have no mortgage payment, and they're not depleting all of their liquid assets buying the house cash. So mm-hmm. they can do it that way, Alyssa, or they can just use the money, you know, sell the home, sell their current home, and, you know, however however it would work out best for them. There's a lot of options. And we would look at the whole picture. Yeah. Uh, have we talked about ages? What, what, what are the requirements age-wise? I, like I said, we do offer a, a, our proprietary program, which is called the Equity Elite. 
and that recently changed where the youngest homeowner can be 55, which is a huge. <laughs> I would get calls all the time for people who are, you know, 58 who wanted Absolutely. to do a reverse mortgage yes. and, and they couldn't because with the typical FHA reverse mortgage, sure. which is sometimes the better option, mm-hmm. the youngest homeowner has to be 62. So it just depends on their overall picture. With the what our equity elite program, all of the money you have available, you have to take all at once. You do not have the option to leave it in a line of credit like you do with the FHA program. So it just depends how they want to use it. Uh, Tiffany, I already know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway so that our audience can hear it directly from you. Mm-hmm. Already, there's a lot of folks out there going, this is really exciting and scary because <laughs> there's a lot of moving parts. And I've never really bumped into this before. I don't really feel comfortable or informed so I can make the right decision. How do they get informed? First, they would call me. I mean, there, there, there is so much information. The um, government, the HUD website, HUD.gov, I mean, has wonderful information on the reverse mortgage program. But they can call me. I will do an initial workup, see if they qualify. I will then meet with them at a location of their choice, their home, your office, wherever they prefer, and we'll go over uh, the, the M- <coughs> MTM World Headquarters uh, yeah. <laughs> in, in the Holy Lands between Bethlehem and Nazareth. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <coughs> Sorry. And we will go over the different options, but I'm with them every step of the way. So they learn about it from me. If it's something that they would decide after meeting with me initially that they'd like to pursue FHA, as well as our Equity Elite program, uh, you have to do what's called reverse mortgage counseling. That is done over the phone, or you can go see the counselor face-to-face. Counselors are just there to make sure you completely understand the program. After that, then I start the application process. But there is a lot of education that goes into it prior to even signing the application. And if during that process it becomes clear this really isn't for them... Mm -hmm. Is that and a problem? happens. I mean, uh, if appraisals well, sure. come in low, like I had said earlier, and there's not enough money to accomplish what the client, you know, wanted to, mm-hmm. or for whatever reason, sometimes circumstances change, whatever it might be, they can cancel, of course. They are not, even after counseling or they sign the application, they are not locked in at any point. And just like as a traditional refinance, they have three days after closing, which is called the rescission period, Mm. to review everything they signed at closing and cancel the entire transaction if they so wish. So So lots of of flexibility, lots lots of opportunity. Um, A lot of folks, seniors, Mm -hmm. fixed income, maybe their credit score is wonderful, maybe it isn't, but the fixed income part really throws them a curve because they're worrying about qualifying for a mortgage. Mm-hmm. If they're going for a traditional mortgage, credit scores and income, that's the right. that's the magic word. Right. Not really the case here. Not nearly as stringent as with a conventional mortgage. We do not require, for, for certain programs we do require, with the Equity Elite, we do require a certain credit score. Uh, with the FHA program, it is not FICO score driven, but I do have to look at their income and their overall credit history to see if they would qualify, specifically with income. We need to make sure that there is enough money coming in that if they should use all their money from their reverse mortgage, hmm. they still have enough mm-hmm. money coming in to pay their real estate taxes and homeowners insurance. Okay. Because if they would not, then the reverse mortgage is not their best option. Mm. Their better option would have been to sell originally 
than to do the reverse mortgage. And we're all about making sure it's the best option for them. Yes. And I can say 90% of the time it is, but there are those circumstances where it's not the best option. And I will tell the borrower, go look at a traditional home equity line of credit. Do you have a question? Yeah. I thought we could use this question we received at in email to MTM as another example. All right, hang on one second because I'm going to ask one more question. And okay. Then it's you. Okay. So one of the questions we get all the time as people think through it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so our home is worth 300. We borrowed 159. Interest is accruing. I'm 70. Mm-hmm. I hope to live to be 100. Mm-hmm. And at 100, my house is worth now 500, and the mortgage balance is. Nine hundred thousand dollars. What happens to my kids or my grandkids? Nothing. It is a non-event. The loan has what's called a non-recourse feature, and what that means is that you can never, when the time comes, by a certain maturity event, which is usually when the borrowers have left the home, you can, and the estate sells the home, you can never own more than what the home sells for, and that's because of the non-recourse feature. Now. Hopefully that will not happen. Hopefully the home is appreciating in value over time. But in 2008 and 2009, of course, that wasn't the case. Um, If the home is appreciating, let's say the home is now worth $900,000. The borrowers owe $700,000. The estate gets the difference. But the estate always has the peace of mind of knowing that they can never owe more than what the home sells for. So FHA you're, makes you're not, up the difference. You're not sticking your kids. Absolutely. Absolutely (laughs) not. And that is one of the biggest worries of course they're yeah. the clients just are not traditional mortgages do not have that feature right you oh, know, goodness, you're underwater no. you're oh. underwater they're taking money from other parts of your estate or you know we cannot attach any other assets fha makes up the difference if you are underwater so your state never has to worry my apologies that. is that something we can do in about two minutes um i i think so because tiffany's okay. familiar with it this is a question that i shared with you already about um a couple they're both 85 years young and partially disabled they have paid aides who help them when they where they live alone they do have five children but their kids are on their own mm-hmm. so they have a current mortgage-free home where they've lived for 55 years mm-hmm. they think that present value of the property somewhere around 425 to five, $450,000. They also have other assets in their mm-hmm. portfolio and they were looking for plus and minus of a reverse mortgage for their mm-hmm. situation. So maybe just to touch on in this example, mm-hmm. how it may or may not make sense for them. Right. And, and even though they have their portfolio, of course, you want to try to increase the longevity of, of their portfolio. A lot of people use this as an additional source of funds to draw from in their retirement years. So let's say their home appraises at, you know, round numbers, $400,000. They may have a $200,000 line of credit available. They can draw from that when needed instead of drawing from their investment accounts. Mm -hmm. It's just another tool. We often counsel our clients is to try to extend as long as they can to get to full maximum social security. Yes. So if we used a reverse mortgage as that line of credit to mm-hmm. help bridge, mm-hmm. use some of that income to bridge from say 65 to 70, True. the, the amount of cash flow that they pick up, they don't make any mortgage payments and the social security goes up dramatically. Could be and there's fantastic. No, this is not considered income. It's loan proceeds, so there are no tax, tax consequences. Ah, there's another plus. And doesn't affect mm-hmm. Medicare premiums. Nope. 
Tiffany, wow. we have covered a lot of ground in a short period of time. I am so happy that you were with us this morning. Well, you know, I love talking about the program. It's just, so many people just come and, and they don't understand it. They're mm. not familiar with it. They're familiar with traditional mortgages. So the more I can spread the word, you know, I, I love the program. It's where my heart is. And for everyone listening out there, if you're listening going, whoa, that woman really knows a lot of stuff. This girl mm -hmm. does. She knows a ton of stuff and she's been there. She's had the experience on so many different events, so many different transactions, so many different clients that she can offer all that experience to you as well to give you the, the foundation so that you make the best decision that's right for you and your family. And we offer in our More Than Money World Headquarters uh, the opportunity to, to sit with uh, Tiffany, explore the specifics of your situation, and again, make the decision that's the very best for you. Um, one of our list of free second opinion meetings from a financial advisor, social security, life insurance, estate planning, and of course, reverse mortgage. Tiffany, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Coming up on our last break of the show, Voice of an Angel will be appearing shortly in oh, your... Oh, there she is. Oh, not bad. If I had my headsets on, I'd know that. <laughs> if you have questions for our last segment, 610-720-7900. Send Alyssa your emails, Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com. Send me your emails, gene, at askmtm.com. We'll take your questions, your emails, your calls after this on More Than Money. To more than money, you've got Gene Dickinson, you have Alyssa Young. We want to thank Tiffany Schroeder again. What not, not only is she a wealth of information, but she communicates it in such a clear way. The clarity that she offers is fantastic. As you've heard, the flexibility of these programs are rather impressive. You, you, you've got options, it's not a one size fits all. So it is extremely important before you make a decision about reverse mortgages, as much as you may find Tom Selleck to be the hunk of your dreams, um, you, you're going to want to sit with uh, Tiffany, particularly in our world headquarters. Then you get to meet Gene, you get to meet Alyssa, you get to meet our cohorts. All right, you get to meet Gene and Alyssa. <laughs> Some of our cohorts uh, I'm a little worried about. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, constantly. <laughs> constantly. But I'm not as worried about them as I am worried about Stella M., who sent me an email during the course of our show. And I'm very excited because I am being honored as one of the top finance and insurance company owners in Canada. Well, congratulations, Gene. <laughs> I, I'm a little emotional. <laughs> 
did Stella break this wonderful news to you via in, email? Via email. Just and, now? and all I have to do to be, you know, honored as one of the top finance company owners <laughs> in Canada uh-huh. is, you know, buy an ad package in their magazine. Wow. I'm, yeah, I'm sure you're going to jump on that. I, well, I'm... <laughs> I don't know how quickly he's how, been waiting how for. quickly can you delete an email? Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. We get the phones. We talk to a very patient, a very patient Peggy. Peggy, thank you so much. You're very welcome, Jean. Good morning, and good morning, Alyssa. Hi, Peggy. Thanks for waiting. You're very, very welcome. Um, oh my gosh. I'm, uh, um, this is a little bit complicated. I'm a little bit nervous. It has a lot of bells and whistles. Take a deep I breath. Have, just, you just take your take time. Deep breath. Deep breath. I, I'm getting older and my finances are getting more and more complicated, Jean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh. Um, I'll start with this. Um, what I have been, um, uh, uh, focusing on for the last couple of years is to get um, my monies from my IRA to my Roth doing a conversion. I've been doing it at twenty six thousand per year. The twenty six thousand costs me about forty five hundred in taxes. But but. I have three hundred and twenty-five thousand to convert, and I'm say, saying to myself, "My gosh, it's going to take me forever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to turn seventy-two this year." Um, the second part of my my monies are with Fidelity. I cashed out a life insurance policy for nine thousand dollars, put it into Fidelity. And right now there's twenty two thousand over there, of which nine thousand I hope I'm saying this right, of which nine thousand is tax free. Mm-hmm. Now that I have to take my RMDs I hope I haven't lost myself. Now that I have to take my RMDs for twelve thousand eight eighty five and nine thousand of tax free money, I can convert more from my IRA to my Roth. Mm-hmm. My question to you, Jean and Alyssa, is that a good idea? Should I leave it? alone or should I take the RMDs and the fidelity money and con- and convert as much money as I can from the IRA to the Roth and I'll be quiet <laughs> <laughs> and I'll shut up there this oh, is only going to get worse no Peggy you've done a you've done a, a very very good job you've given us a lot of good detail let me ask you a question do you need your RMDs to pay your expenses no okay then. Um, mortgages paid for oh, okay. cars paid oh. for I have a social security of of seventeen hundred dollars 
um, a small pension for 300 uh, I live very well uh, on that 2000 uh-huh. so I don't need any of this money. Uh, you're very you're, good for you. God bless you. You've done very, very well. I, I think you're absolutely on the right track. I think using your RMD, which you have to take, that's not an option, and yeah. the net amount because you're going to be taxed on that RMD. So let's say the net yeah. amount is 10000 even. That will allow you, yes, to increase the amount that you convert. You're not permitted to convert to 12800 We don't really care. That's a relatively minor piece of this puzzle. The, the conversion amount that you've been doing, this 26000 a year, will be accelerated by using the net amount, this $10,000, um, to uh, pay the tax on an even larger conversion and accelerate you getting to a final destination, which is all of your IRA money is out into a Roth, which means all yeah. of that is tax-free. And yeah. along the way, by increasing your conversion amount, you will be decreasing your required minimum distributions because you're going to have less and less and less money in your current IRA. Whether you decide to use the 9000 um, in the Fidelity account as additional fuel uh, to convert even more is an interesting question. How much do you currently have on the Roth side of your IRAs? Um, like two hundred and fifty thousand. Uh, then you've you've answered my question for me. You have plenty of capital that's easily accessible in your Roth and would be tax free. I would use that additional $9,000 that you can take from Fidelity without any tax implications and use that to pay tax on additional uh, conversions. Uh, 9000 would maybe allow you to convert another 50000 or so. That $10,000 that you're getting from your RMD net might give you another $50,000 or so. You might be able to go from three twenty-five dollars to something under two hundred dollars by the end of the year uh, in, okay. your, in your current IRA. I think it's a wonderful plan. So convert the bejeebers out of it. Conver- I love that. Yes. <laughs> it's a technical term that we use, the bejeebers. I and think you- I heard that on Gene Dickerson somewhere. Yeah, that's likely. Convert yes. the bejeebers Convert the bejeebers. I'm going to use that, Peggy. Thank you. It's, in the, it's actually in the IRS code. Yeah, it's in the IRS code. One more question, Gene, just to put another worm in this can. My tax rate right now, and I've often thought about this, my tax rate right now is about 4.5%. I'm paying all these taxes, this tax money, to Uncle Joe, which I know he needs it so badly because we're going to war with Ukraine or somebody out there. Why, if I'm only at a 4.5%, why pay all the taxes just do you know where i'm go- kind of going uh, no with i i do i my 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 sadness is that um this 4.5 percent is your effective rate it's not your marginal tax bracket which is why the tax that you're paying is so much higher than what what it feels like it should be do you have your taxes done uh professionally or do you do them yourself i do them myself Okay, um, it might be useful at some point 
um, to sit with perhaps Alyssa uh, in our world headquarters and just go through your tax return so you have a little better understanding of how these taxes are being calculated. Um, the calculation uh, that you gave me that you paid 4500 on a uh, $26,000 conversion made perfect sense to me because okay. that would put you in the approximately 15% bracket. That made perfect sense. 4.5% really doesn't. So uh, sitting, again, Alyssa, in half an hour or less could, could look at your tax return and tell you exactly what bracket you're in. And, and, and give you a good projection of what taxes you would be paying on this converting the bejeebers out of your, <laughs> your IRA. Um, and, and I think that would be very helpful for you from an understanding standpoint. It's not going to change the, the strategy. The strategy is excellent. You've thought through it perfectly correctly. Um, but, but having a better understanding of the, of the actual tax impact is probably a good idea. But you're on okay. the you're on the right track. You're doing great. Okay, okay. I thank you for that, and thank you, Alyssa. Oh, oh, Alyssa, can I? Do I want to give my phone number over the over the no, phone? You do not. <laughs> you do not. I'll tell you what we're going to do, Peggy. We're going to put you on hold. John's going to okay. be kind enough to get a phone number because he's okay. always willing to help and always Mr. Sunshine. So thank you, Peggy. And have a good good day, and and go Bengals. Oh, yes. Go Bengal. All right. Hang on and talk to John. God bless you. God bless you. What a lovely lady. Yes, that was wonderful. Oh, it was wonderful. She's got such, um, what's the word? A, a handle. She's got a good handle on things. Yeah. And uh, really has thought through them and, and come to the right conclusion. Yeah, she did it. a very good job. <clears throat> All right. I have a email that, I, it's an excellent question. Okay. It's an outstanding question. Do you know why I say that? Because you don't know the answer. I have no idea. Okay. Uh, the gentleman writes, how are the past tenure, T-E-N-U-R-E payments, dealt with at the death of the homeowner? How are the past, I don't know what tenure means. I, I mean, I know what it means at, at a college. I don't know what it means in this particular set of circumstances. Um, I, I think that, um, I think that Tiffany used that word as a, one of the options, one of the formats of the reverse mortgage payments. Uh, was that what she used when she said it was an income stream? I think she used the word tenure. Oh, um, well, let's assume that that is the case. Okay. I can answer the question. Okay. Okay. So let's assume that the... Oh, she she talked about ten year. She it's had the life. No, she te she just texted me because she's awesome. She's listening and she heard this. Uh, it's the lifetime payment on yeah. a reverse mortgage. Yes. And I'm uh, I'm assuming because she mentioned ten years that it's a minimum of ten years. So let's assume for a second that we set this up, um, and uh, you're receiving a thousand dollars a month. There was some uh, upfront closing costs. Let's say five thousand bucks, and. Five years in, you're gone. Well, five years in, you've received sixty thousand dollars. You had some upfront costs. Call it five thousand. Is six is is sixty five thousand dollars. Your home is worth. I'm picking a number three hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars at your passing, or when you leave the home for whatever reason, the home is sold. 
the payments are deducted. The, the, the mortgage balance, again, just think mortgage. How does this work? What you've been paid plus the interest on what you've been paid. So 65 might be 80 and your home is worth 300. The home is sold. The mortgage balance is paid off at 80 and your family, your heirs, your beneficiaries keep 220,000. How'd I do? I think that's good. Not bad. So 10 year is the lifetime payment. It has nothing to do with 10 years. Nice. 10 year. 10 year. T-E-N-U-R-E. 10 year. You learned a new term, two new terms, bejeebers and 10 year. <laughs> <laughs> do you see why? And this is a, a wonderful example. Wonderful example. This is why we have partners. Yes. This is why we have Tiffany. This is why we have Mark on Social Security. This is why we have Keith on the estate planning side. This is why we have Mike on long-term care and annuities in Kagan. Um, we, we are beyond blessed to have incredible partners. This is what Tiffany does every day of her professional life. This is what we do and we explore as our clients need it. So you and I will bump into the reverse mortgage conversation two, three, four times a year. Uh, Tiffany will do that by noon on Monday. <laughs> so yeah. she's got that, um, the finger on the pulse of not just the basics. Um, Alyssa and I have the basics, yeah. but on the implementation, on the action plan, on what fits, what doesn't fit. So tenure. She's a wonderful partner, and it's something that we always know that it's um, one of those options kind of in your back pocket. Sometimes it's in the forefront. Sometimes it's a, hey, if you need to, we always have the equity in your home, and we can get to that conversation when it makes sense or if it makes sense. Um, but no matter when that comes up, Tiffany's a phone call or an email away, and she's very responsive and She's always grateful for the opportunity to help our clients too. So she has the same yeah. philosophy we do. We're here to serve. That's right. We're here to serve, yeah. and she does that beautifully. Uh, gentleman writes uh, one thing your caller needs to be aware of. That would be Peggy. Mm. Uh, is the Irma penalty if she converts too much on top of her RMD income, pension, etc.? That is true. Now, um, for those of you who are going Irma, her name was Peggy. <laughs> I know Irma is the adjustment that's made to the Medicare premium, Medicare Part B premium, if your income is above certain levels. And since I have these, I knew I had glasses somewhere. I have no idea what I did with them. Uh, Medicare premiums, if you are, if your income is under 88,000, the premium's 148. Mm -hmm. So this young lady is gonna convert a chunk. So let's take her up to a taxable in Irma of uh, 200,000 bucks. Her 180, 148 will go to approximately 475. Mm. So it's an increase of 300 bucks a month, maybe. Our good friend, uh, Mark Belsack, Mark Basak, <laughs> my apologies. Uh, Mark Belsack was on last week, did a great job, yes. great job. Mark Basak has been uh, helping me, training me up, mm -hmm. letting me know that if it's a one-off scenario, uh, a a kind of a not a not a every year kind of a plan right that it is very possible to appeal to Medicare and say hey this is a one-off 
and they will waive that increase. That's right. There's a form that you can there. fill out oh. to appeal it. I have that form saved on my computer, so if you need it. <laughs> and, and if um, the waiver isn't successful, the increase lasts as long as the increase in the income. Right. So you may, she may actually absolutely end up paying an additional Medicare premium for a year, maybe even two if she continues on the pattern. But rapidly she will get to the point where her income is tax-free because it's coming out of the Roth if necessary. She lives frugally, but if she needs it, it comes out of the Roth tax-free. So um, uh, do they say short-term pain, long-term gain. Peggy's on the right track. Anthony, we appreciate the observation. That what you just said um, reminded me of something that I um, came across in my retirement income planning studies this week about short-term pain, long-term gain. Yeah. Um, One of the tools for improving your financial situation in retirement um, is, you know, you can spend, you can save more, save more, save more, you know, obviously. Well, it's easier said than done because, especially because a lot of people don't like to not spend now. And saving is really just postponing your consumption. So if you can consume or spend a little less now, it'll help you be able to spend a little more later. Hmm. So sometimes you have to think about it that way and make a few adjustments or sacrifices in the short term because it's going to benefit you even more in the long term. And if you think about saving that way, it's so that you can spend it later. <laughs> Maybe it'll help you frame it a little bit differently. And and very often the way people think about their money is what needs to change. And if you can think about... Um, I can stop at fill in the blanks, uh, grab a quick coffee at four bucks, or I can drop my Kerrig pod in the Kerrig and it costs me 51 cents. It's not a big deal. But the way you think about it makes it a big deal. Mm -hmm. If you're saying, now wait a second. If I think that way about, I, I picked coffee, I could think that way about a lot of things. And all of a sudden, again, I'm picking a number out of thin air. If we're saving $100 a month Mm -hmm. at 35 years old, by the time you're 65 years old, it's an insanely large amount of money that will serve you, will continue to generate a cash flow for you for as long as you live. So um, it's the way you think about these things that often is the difference. Mm -hmm. That's very good. That's very, very good. Good stuff. You're studying hard. Yeah, I'm um, I'm trying to absorb as much as I can to help people. I've already found um, being able to work some of these things into conversations that I'm like, oh, I can help you with this little tidbit I learned. And uh, there's Well, tell people the, about the program that you're in. It's called a Retirement Income Certified Professional Course. And I'm taking three classes over the next year. Um, to become a retirement income certified professional. But the, the title and the certification isn't really what's relevant. It's what I'm learning. So every week we have a, a chapter and then there's a study group where we get together for an hour on Zoom with other advisors from all across the country who are studying the same material. And we talk about it and do like a practice quiz and you know talk, discuss the answers. And then after each course, I'll take a test. 
um, to prove that I've learned it mm-hmm. and I've mastered the material, and then we'll move on to the next one. So, um, Sponsored by? Ash Brokerage. And the program is presented by? If I remember right, it's the American College. Yes, it? it is. American, American College, uh, based uh, down near Philly, w- one of the preeminent uh, institute institutions of education for financial advisors. So let me see if I'm understanding this right. You're you're studying things. I am. So you're not just hmm. You're not just like standing there telling me I already know everything I need to know. <laughs> Hardly. I'm, I'm done for the rest of my career. You yeah, know. <laughs> no, I would hope not. Um, not dissimilar from what we do in our More Than Money World Headquarters. Every Monday, every Friday, all of us get together and we share ideas. We explore new uh, strategies, new tactics that can help clients. Um, We are implementing new technologies. Mm -hmm. Our meeting yesterday. Sorry we missed you. Yeah, I was with clients. um, That happens. and You're allowed to do that. Um, Was fascinating. Fascinating. Uh, we're absolutely convinced that our new technology stack is going to be able to assist our clients in, in having more information to make better decisions. But one of the great things, since I'm just a couple of years <clears throat> ahead of you on this path, one of the great things about our profession is the ability, the, some would say requirement, I would say opportunity to learn every single day. Mm-hmm. Tenure, tenure, <laughs> there you go. every single day. Uh, Tiffany shares an idea. It's something now I've got, wow, that's fascinating. If you are curious, if you're a sponge, if you soak up information and you want to get better and better at a profession, this is the profession to be <laughs> doing it in because um, 40 years from now, you're going to be doing the same thing, different studies, different ideas, different strategies, but you got to stay, you got to stay, you got to stay fresh. And and that's what you're doing. It's fantastic. Good for you. Thank you. And we do want to thank our, our partners at, at Ash Brokerage. Um, one of the largest uh, independent, if not the largest independently owned brokerage companies in the country, they happen to be our partners and they help us with long-term care insurance, annuities, fixed annuities, fixed indexed annuities, life insurance, um, tremendous, tremendous partners. And uh, they brought this concept to us, mm-hmm. and um, we thank them for that. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm grateful. Um, I'm grateful for everybody who called today. We had great questions today. Fantastic. Really, really well done. Lots of good information. I want to specifically thank Peggy. I think Peggy had a situation that I think faces a lot of folks listening, and yet she ex- expressed it very well, gave us all the moving parts, and gave us a chance to uh, to really benefit all of our audience by exploring this particular set of facts. Fantastic. Um, thank you, young lady. You're welcome. Um, go Bengals. Woo-hoo. Go Snoop. Uh, go Snoop. <laughs> uh, if you're listening and saying, wow, that's fantastic, I would like more information about reverse mortgage, about Social Security, about having a financial advisor. That's why we offer our free second opinion meetings in our world headquarters. Um, convenient to the Valley. Goodness. Uh, come anywhere from in the Valley to uh, route 191, go north of 22 for a mile, turn left and you're there. Uh, all you have to do is ask. You can send Alyssa an email, A L 
Y S S A at askmtm.com. Gene, G E N E at askmtm.com. You can go to our website, explore all of our advisors, all of our podcasts, all of our videos, uh, our TV shows. I think you'll enjoy lots of those. Morethanmoneyonline.com. Morethanmoneyonline.com. And you can always go old school. 610-746-7007. Folks, thanks for spending part of your Super Bowl weekend with us. Uh, we'll see you next time as we celebrate the Bengals' victory. <laughs> I will see you next time on More Than Money. I don't know how you keep on giving.